Hello, you lovely listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Shit with a Yank and a Brat. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. That was very like old school news reporter. Oh, it was a bit, wasn't it? I liked it. It was like oh, good. I was kind of freestyled. Roaring 1920s, and we're here at the Chicago State Fair, looking at all of the <laughs> modern and futuristic inventions of the world's leading inventors and entrepreneurs. This is what we call a refrigerator. <laughs> you can keep your food nice and cold all the time without having to put it in the shed outside. It's smart. Covered in salt. <laughs> How are you doing? I am well. Uh, we were just talking offline about uh, how cold it is here and how we've had to put on many layers for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would appear that you're slightly colder there. Just a bit. Yeah, just a bit. Like, what did I tell you? Negative 19 Celsius compared yeah. to your above zero Yeah, I mean, we're Celsius. three degrees Celsius. It, it does say it feels like zero, though, so... Hmm. That helps. Ridiculous numbers, no matter what. Mm. Yeah, it's too cold for uh, any fun activities apart from, I guess, skiing. Mm. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no snow here, so. Oh, is all your snow gone? Oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah, mm. lasted approximately four hours. <laughs> fun while it lasted. Yeah, it was good. I did need to get snowed in though at one of my lessons. Which with is in quite the... a rural location. Oh, okay. It was like with the and, uh, what the one inch you've got. <laughs> yeah. So it snowed. It was snowing a little bit in the morning, and then I went to go and give the lesson. And then while I got there, it just it was like a whiteout, and we were looking over the fields, and I was like, "Oh, damn! It's really snowing now." Okay, this is unexpected because it was only meant to snow for an hour. Um, and yeah, it's quite rural, and their driveway is like a real slope. Oh no! And I parked on that, and I came out to my car, and the whole driveway was covered in snow, and my car was covered in snow, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" What if like, and it actually settled on the roads as well, which never happens. So. Mm-hmm. Were you like, I, go. "I live here now," I guess. Yeah, I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'm gonna be here forever. Make me some food <laughs> until the spring thaws our cold, cold grounds and our cold, cold hearts." Yep. <laughs> I am cold-hearted anyway and cold-blooded, so it's mm. fine. Hey, that is a maybe good foreshadow for today's conversation. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I won't get into it just yet because I know our uh, listeners at home really only tune in to listen to us bitch about the weather. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we have to keep that up for a little bit longer, I think. Um, mm. We've got about an inch of snow now um which is pretty unusual for us we have a lot more but it is very cold um it's been pretty mild up until this point and i hate it so cool yeah have you got a blowtorch yet to blowtorch your garden and, and the driveway i've I seen mean, videos just... of people doing that and i think it's a great idea are we talking like a flamethrower yeah <laughs> oh yeah fucking flamethrower <laughs> I I mean, I will never be amazed at the stupidity and ingenious of the human mind. I'll say that. <laughs> um, it's we have we have a snowblower and a shovel, and sometimes we use a broom because it's really not that much snow, and that's been about I broke the broom because I was just like aggressively sweeping too hard. Mm, um but, surprise me. Yeah. Well, I do everything aggressively, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> You are just aggressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is me. <laughs> um, no blowtorch, though, or flamethrower. I'm not even sure where I'd get one, to be honest. Probably just Make Walmart, one. where yeah, I can probably. buy guns as well. They, they sell guns there, so I'm sure yeah. they sell flamethrowers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, in other news, I'd like to just have a little rant about something. Oh, yeah. Um, What's bothering you today? They're remaking Mean Girls, and I'm really upset about it. <sighs> I don't but feel it's... like it needs a remake. It only came out a year ago. I don't know. 
what's happening <laughs> yeah i'm with Fuck. you there i um i agree do we know if it's a full remake or just like yeah. uh a, another story a full remake okay. and you know the teachers that are in it yeah so the tina fey and uh, tina fey. uh yeah yeah she's the one who actually wrote it oh shit well, yeah, her and the Stephanie. other guy, the other teacher, mm-hmm. are What's reprising their roles as yep. the same characters. Yep. I'm yep. just like, I just... I... That was a dumb question of me to ask because now that I think about it, I watched a, a preview or a trailer and they did refer to the main character as Regina George. So, it, it, yeah, you're right. It is a remake. I just feel it's very... Un- I, I get some remakes, like, fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. But I just—I don't think Mean Girls needs to be remade. It's perfect as it is, and I don't think yeah. it's like aged that much. Do you know what I mean? You could just re-release it, and it would still work. I think. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna have to watch it and see now yeah. how it's updated. But I agree, it's not that old. Um, like like you said, it's a year old, maybe even less. Mm. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was it. I think it still holds up, but I will. I will give it a chance. I'm not going to like go see it in the theater because who does that anymore? <laughs> I will wait until I can stream it from the comfort of my couch with yep. my op pop. Oh, pop pop, I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, pop pop pop. <laughs> How's that going? Are you still obsessed? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I actually am embarrassed to tell you the degree <laughs> to which I've continued to support their business <laughs> since we've talked a week ago. <laughs> So, you posted me one yet. Come on. Uh, I haven't because I did look into the fact that they only ship to Canada and the US right now. So I would have Rubbish. to mail you one, but I will if you want. It's going to yeah, be costly. It'll cost, it'll cost too much. <laughs> and I probably won't use it. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. I bet you would. I bet you would. Okay. I mean, I like popcorn as much as the next woman, but. Uh... I will either post you one or I'll bring yeah. one. I'll bring you a full S kit when I come All over. Right, bring me okay. I'll bring you a whole suitcase just for Opopop products. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm going to check my biggest suitcase, pack it to the weight limit of Opopop. Okay. I mean, popcorn's very light. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you but can bring along. Got the bowls. And I got the, I'm going to be bringing various flavors, multiple of various flavors. I'm probably going to have to bring a couple bowls because in addition to giving one to you, I'm going to have to give it to like everybody. So. True. Yeah. I didn't consider that. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your effort. Yeah. I got you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I expect free entry into your gig. (laughs) You can. Yay. Bring popcorn for the audience. Yay. I'll just bring my suitcase and ask if the pub or the bar for all. has a microwave. I, that's all I need. I, could, I guess I could bring my own too. I could pack a microwave. Oh, <laughs> blow I, can, up. I can probably supply the microwave. Okay, good. Because mine would blow up because of the differences in yeah. electrical. <laughs> mm, yeah, it probably wouldn't work. Might be tricky getting that through customs as well. Um, I mean, if I give them Opopop, maybe they'll let me. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. maybe. Bribing maybe. customs with Opopop. <laughs> it's become a currency for me. Um, I'll be like, excuse me, ma'am. I don't know what this is. It's popcorn. It's the greatest popcorn in the world. That's when you'll lose your shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> you don't know Opopop? What is wrong with you? Have you been under a rock? <laughs> Okay, enough about that. <laughs> oh, I like hearing about it. Well, we'll do it every episode. How do you pronounce it? A pop pop? I'm pretty sure it's O pop pop, but for a while I was like op pop pop. And I looked at videos and basically they're like, we don't care how how you pronounce it as long as you remember it and love us. So, but it's O pop pop. I wonder why they went with O pop pop. Is there something else called O pop? I don't know. Do you think? Hey, hey people at Opop Pop, tell us. Get in touch. Tell us about the origins of the name, please. In fact, we'd <laughs> we like to know. interview you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We've got probably some flavor ideas we could talk about too. Yeah. You know, I'm, again, we're very open to a partnership here. <laughs>
Well, anyway. Yes. I think we're uh, back to talking about women in this episode, right? All the sexy ladies. All the sexy ladies. All the sexy ladies. It's my turn, though. And I got a story for you. Exciting. Now sit back with your O-pop-pop. Get comfy. Don't have an O-pop-pop. Just pretend. I don't ship to England. <laughs> I thought about having it for me, but then I was like, I'm going to be eating and talking, and that's yeah. going to be really obnoxious for it's people. It's going to be really crunchy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't eat popcorn cutely or gently. It's like <laughs> shoveling it in my mouth. <laughs> Choke a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you yes. about a lady named Kate Mikhail Slaughterback. Slaughterback. Yeah. That's Ooh. her name. Sexy. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of different things about that name that seem kind of relevant given the story, but you're going to have to wait and see, so hold on to your butt. Should I know um, her? No. I, well, if you did, I would be impressed but not surprised given kind of what I've learned about her. But I, if you don't, I'm also... I cool. didn't know about her until we started looking up women to talk about. So, all right. Um, but I was intrigued by her not only because of her story, but also, you know, I like her name, Kate. Yep. And Slaughterback is a fucking cool last name. That In is fact, a fucking I good name. Go change my name to that. Yeah, I think I think you so, should. <laughs> I'm gonna. So stay tuned. Um. So, but you know, she was born in 1893. So we're gonna be going back a ways. Can I guess where? Yeah, go ahead. Mississippi. Tell me why you think that. I don't know. I just got a feeling. Intuition. I think it's a good guess, but wrong. So oh, wrong. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was born on July 25th, 1893, which would uh, make her a Leo, born in the and year old. of the... And old. She's dead. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> born in the year of the pig, boar, if you follow Chinese Zodiac mm. at all. Um, she was born as Kate McHale in Longmont, Colorado, which is, I've been there. It's a nice town. Nice. Yeah. Colorado's a great state. Longmont's nice. Got some breweries there. I think that's where Left Hand Brewery is, if I recall correctly, but I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, don't correct me. Just let me think that. Um, <laughs> for <laughs> Because I think we've talked about this a few times, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her signs. Um, you know, people born in the year of the pig are said to be generous. <laughs> Trustworthy, <laughs> warm-hearted, <laughs> kind, pleasant. Good. They put other people first. They look out for others first. They like to. They look for like having a long life, but not to the detriment of other people. And as a Leo, you know she's loyal, confident, generous. Tends to be drawn towards drama-fueled romances. Oh. Uh, you know, renowned for stability, being a dedicated friend, and celebrated in the tarot as a strength card. So classic pig behavior. Classic pig Leo behavior, if yeah. you will. Sorry, yeah. Um, so when she was two years old, her mother died in childbirth, uh, which was not with her. Common. I'm assuming. No, she was two, so it was one of her yeah. siblings, and I actually <laughs> very long that's... labor. <laughs> That she somehow managed to survive herself. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. I don't know. <laughs> but she did have two brothers, so one of them could have been no, the one. Really and yeah. yeah. And uh, she was raised by her father and her grandparents in Colorado. And they were born. She like lived in a cabin because it was the 1800s. Yeah. Um, she grew up. And studied to be a nurse and worked as such during World War One, where she, you know, worked at a hospital in Aurora, attending to wounded soldiers, you know, kind of. Legend. Yep. Good for her. Uh, but she was actually described as kind of being really, a, like, atypical for women of the time. She was a skilled taxidermist, which is something that women didn't do. Um, going to college in and of itself was kind of unusual. So the fact mm. that she studied and worked as a nurse for a while was kind of weird. Um, and she frequently wore pants, which was another thing that was noted to be really odd <laughs> for women. <laughs> <laughs> How dare we put things on both our legs? Uh, yep. Terrible and, behavior. That woman's wearing pants. Must be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
Look at that uh, really but... feminine looking man over there. He must be a man because he's wearing pants. <laughs> that's how that's how we identify gender then. Yep. Um but all of the sources that I used today really kind of honed in on the fact that she was rather different than most women of the time because of some of those things. Mm-hmm. She also uh, was married and divorced six times. What? Which I'll refer back to the tendency towards drama-fueled romances. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course. Leo pig. Mm-hmm. The Leo pig. Leo pig. <laughs> One of her husbands was called Jack Slaughterback, which is kind of how she ended up with that name, right? She was like, I'm keeping that motherfucking name. because yeah, this one's too <laughs> badass for me to get rid of. He was her second husband. When they married, they moved to Hudson, Colorado, but then he left her when she was on her own. Did all these men die in mysterious ways? Or Didn't have a lot of information about the men, but according <laughs> to at least one of the sources that I had, like this guy left her. He was like deuces. And my guess is because she was pretty independent and was like, I don't need you. And he's mm. like, I just, re- you wear a lot of pants and I need She's to like, see you a little bit. like, can you stop stealing my pants? Yep. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you're man or a woman i'm confused now so bye (laughs) but the stories aren't about her six husbands okay sorry getting carried away with the the leo pig and the husbands the pants (laughs) and uh so grew up poor she continued to struggle throughout her life but was generally able to take care of herself she even adopted a child named ernie who apparently was a neighbor's son and they're like we can't take care of our baby so she's like well i'm poor but come on i'll I'll take care of him it's fine so she adopted this kid it was just her and her kid she's taking care of him so single mother of the time too which my guess is you know probably a little bit taboo or unusual Mm. as well round upon um and she was said to be a good shot, which I think also was another reason why she was considered atypical or an, a unique woman. And she this skill, she really just was a sharpshooter. So her skills were wasted as a nurse. She should have been a frontline soldier. <laughs> yeah, they didn't allow well then. So. Nope. Um, and this skill plus her taxidermy, kind of being independent, being able to make things work, really served her well for the story I'm going to tell you, which is what made her famous. Um, These skills also enabled her to take care of herself and her child as a dirt farmer. As a what? A dirt farmer. What do you think a dirt farmer is? I don't know, but I thought you said a turd farmer. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that sort of thing. Someone needs to make the manure (laughs) for fertilizing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a dirt farmer yep well yeah i'm just thinking of yeah manure now composting um that's not it but i mean if you had to guess and it's not that what would you guess sewage. a dirt farmer to be no uh <laughs> potatoes See, i literally thought it was someone who farmed dirt okay so <laughs> <laughs> they just go around people's houses and collect dust you're like oh this is really good dirt i'm gonna take this and grow it <laughs> No, it's actually like slang for basically a farmer who doesn't have any hired hands, can't use or afford to use irrigation, basically really also poor, like a poor farmer who can't have help. And yeah, Um, yeah, a a subsistence farmer, a farmer with no hired hands, too poor to use or unable to use irrigation. And I said, poor as she was, uh, she also reportedly lived in a chicken coop while she was building her home. Can't blame her, really. I mean, Probably quite warm in there work. at night. I suppose she's cuddling them with her hens. Yeah, got an egg. She can heat. just reach over and yeah. snack on. I guess I don't Fry know. Some <laughs> eggs in the morning. Yep. She also dabbled in making moonshine and made it in her goat mm. pen. And then I wrote in par- parentheticals, ew. Um, but <laughs> she did this because the smell of the goats covered up the smell of the still. Which was actually ah. really smart. And this was during Prohibition era. So oh, she okay, had to be yeah, kind of yeah. careful about it. Yeah. So Gal made moonshine, good at shooting, uh, was a farmer. Wears pants. Wears pants, taxidermist, uh, you know. Single mom. Left by her husband, but adopted the neighbor's kid. <laughs> <laughs> a weirdo. She was a weirdo. <laughs> Absolutely but crazy. These are not. The thing, the, the, these things are not why I'm talking about her today because she actually is known for something that is like bonkers, in my opinion. She earned a pretty cool nickname during her lifetime, stemming from this event that occurred. Uh, 
a, you know, I guess I didn't do the math, but sometime during her lifetime. Uh, and she is known today as Rattlesnake Kate. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. How do you feel about snakes? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't love them, but I'm, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm scared of them. We don't really get many here. Um, I stroked one once and they're not as slimy as you think they're going to be. Tell me the circumstances under which you stroked a snake, which sounds like a really um, a that like something some... dur- <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I stroked that trouser snake. Um, <laughs> it was, I think it was like some like petting zoo. Okay. Some animal. So you thing. didn't just see a snake in a wild and you're like, no. Can't pet that snake. <laughs> no. I've seen the odd adder. Which they're uh, poisonous, about. right? They are poisonous. And they live in the yeah. rape seed bushes yeah and like on heather and things Mm -hmm. and they're you know it's a little bit shocking but they're Mm -hmm. also more scared of you than you're of them so they just tend to slither off pretty quickly right and i assume you have kind of your reaction is like i'll just go that way yeah i'll just walk in the other direction how do you feel about snakes so i think like you i i don't love them but they're not like I don't react to them the same way I do like certain spiders, bugs, that sort of thing, you know. Mm. But I also like it, we garter snakes are probably primarily what I have encountered in the wild. They're pretty harmless little snaky guys, little baby <laughs> ones. I think I can probably tolerate a little bit more than the big ones. Um, yeah. All that is to say is I can't say I'm like a huge fan, but I'd probably win in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick it or run the other way, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I came across like, a, you know, an anaconda or a fucking great big python, I'd probably be quite scared of that. <gasps> Do you know what? Actually, I read something once. Mm-hmm. You know, when you just like, there's certain things in your life that you read or you see and it just sticks with you. Yep. Forever. Yeah. That's why I'm good at trivia. Yeah, you are good at trivia. Here's another fact for you. <laughs> it's not actually a fact. It was just, you know, like in like kids, ma- not kids magazines, but like teenage magazines when we were like growing up. Teen Cosmo. Yeah, like we had one called Ms. And, uh, Ms. Like M I S S? Like 17. And yeah, M I Z Z. It was things like that. Anyway. Oh, because it's cool. <laughs> yeah, duh. And they had a section that was like, you know, fascinating stories or what have you. And it was, actually, I have two stories. So the one in the magazine was a picture of a guy that had been swallowed whole by an anaconda or some sort of python. And like, Uh he'd gone missing from this hiking group or whatever they were doing in the jungle. And then they found this snake and cut it open. And this guy was just like dead crushed inside this oh, fucking huge snake mm-hmm. oh yeah he really was fully dead. maybe help me what and you just like see a hand push against it <laughs> out <laughs> yep in fact he broke his way out with a pocket knife and just slashed his way out yep um <laughs> And then there was also a, I'm pretty sure this is like an urban myth, but there was a story going around of someone who had a pet python. I have a story for you too. Oh, I wonder if it's the same one. Maybe. Um, And I think, I don't know, it was someone at university, they had a pet python and woke up in the middle of the night and the snake was lying next to her or him. And... Sizing him up. (laughs) Yeah, went like talked to a vet about it and was like I woke up in the middle of the night and my python was like lying next to me on the bed it was really weird and they're like oh yeah that's because it's working out whether it can eat you whole basically that's what that was so enjoy um my story is about I have encountered I think it was a python at my university when I was in college someone a friend of a friend of a friend roommate had one and we were over there one night and I was like fuck that snake uh and then I later learned years later that he 
was killed by his snake because it strangled him in front of people and they didn't know what was happening until it was too late. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) I know a couple people who know the story or also like met the snake and that guy might listen. And if there's more to it that I'm not remembering or if I got it wrong, you'll have to let me know and I'll correct it next time. But like, I remember hearing from my friends later, like, yeah, he died because of that snake. (laughs) Fucking hell. Yep. Yep. I thought you were going to tell me the story that I almost kind of personally (laughs) experienced (laughs) in a second. All right. So the moral of this story is don't have pet pythons. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I think that is reasonable. (laughs) Don't have poisonous pets. Well, it's not poisonous, but pets that are going to eat you. Yeah, pets that are going to eat you. Um, Well, we're not allowed tigers or lions. Sorry. Back to the story. We digress. (laughs) I think that was a good digression, though. (laughs) Um. But back to the story and just another quick pivot. I kept typing rattlesnack. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sounds tasty. <laughs> I was like, okay, snake. Um, but the name rattlesnake stems from the rattle-like tail, which probably yep. we all knew. Um, one thing I didn't know is that it's actually interlocking rings made of keratin, which Gemma, you might know, is what our mm. hair, skin, and nails is yeah. made of. So, uh, you know, we have that in common with rattlesnakes, but they're interlocking (laughs) rings that when the snake holds up its tail and like vibrates it, uh, the rings move and click together and that's what makes the noise. I thought they just had beads in the end of it. I know, that's what I thought too, to be honest. It just had little beads floating around, little colorful beads that if you opened it, it's like, oh. (laughs) Like an actual rattle, you know. Yeah, but the other thing is it's more of a hissing noise rather Mm. than a rattling noise too, which I suppose you could kind of maybe... They sound kind of similar. Um, and that's what they use to ward off predators. So, you know, you hear that noise. Hmm. People are supposed to be like, fuck, there's a rattlesnake here. But I think there's another snake out there that is like kind of like it. a mip. Yes. Yep. And yeah. uh, so, but best practice is just to go the other way regardless. Yeah. Each time they molt or shed their skin, another ring is added to its tail, uh, which is another fun fact. And that But that's cool. not a really good way to tell how old it is because those rings also fall off as they get older too so gross um <laughs> there there are about 32 to 45 species of rattlesnake and most live in arizona so wow. thinking about where kate is at in colorado obviously she's got one of the ones that don't mm-hmm. <laughs> um and the largest species of rattlesnake is known as one you've probably heard of the western diamondback rattlesnake oh, and yeah. it's known for its horns and sign side winding maneuvers so it's the one that goes like this no thank you yeah hard pass gross horns like ew um they hear by sensing vibrations through their jaw bones Mm -hmm. and uh deadly rattlesnake bites are pretty rare because we're taught to fear them and they like you said earlier are taught to never really seek humans out so yeah we're scared of us than them and they see in like heat things quit stealing my film sorry yeah good job you know a little bit about snakes um thank you uh but basically most of the people who get bitten are because they accidentally stumbled upon one and i'm taking it like literally stumbled upon one or you're fucking around and finding out by trying to handle one because you're an idiot Mm. so um that said if you're bitten it's advised you take your ass straight to the hospital are they like the super poisonous ones in that like if you get bitten, your blood just fucking turns to stone. I guess I didn't look up too much about what happens when you get bitten, but I do mm. think you have a little time post getting bit that you okay. can make it to a hospital Good. and be fine. Because Got I don't think well. a ton of people have died from rattlesnake bites. Um, it's also advised if you hear rattlesnakes, don't stick around. They can strike at a speed of five-tenths of a second or wow. 0.5 seconds. Um, or in another context, strike at two to three feet per second, which is 1.4 to two miles per hour, um, which yeah. is pretty fast. It's mm. fast. Their fangs have hinges, like doors. What? Uh, yeah. This makes it so their fangs can lie flat in their upper jaw when the mouth is closed, which is, if you think about it, it would be kind of funny if we just saw snakes. Just like <laughs> the kind of teeth. <laughs> yep. Um, and they spring oh, forward. They perpendic- just poke out the yeah, just, <laughs> just like, oh, I'm myself. Fuck. It's a walrus snake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they spring forward perpendic- perpendicularly when they're when they like strike. So it's just like that's cool. <laughs> um, they're called the Soleil snake, which means snakes with teeth and or, uh, 
Yeah, snakes with big fangs, big snakes with fangs and teeth, hmm. um, and they belong to the viper family. Uh, they have their fangs are hollow and sharp, like a hypodermic needle, which is how they inject venom. And they have vertical pupils, unlike grass snakes, but like cats. And this mm. enables them to ambush their prey because it aids in depth perception. Yeah. Female rattlesnakes also have live birds. I thought all snakes laid eggs. Not female rattlesnakes. They gestate for 90 days with the eggs inside them, and they literally give birth to live ones born in little membranes that the little babies have to, like, poke holes in in order to get out of. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, they also only give birth really every two years, which I guess I can't say blame them considering probably what that process is like for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Baby rattlers are still dangerous, even though the larger, the larger, older, more mature snakes have more venom. But oh, I bet they're quite cute, the little baby ones with a little baby rattle on the end. Yeah, it's probably just one little, one or two little ones that just click together. But yeah, yeah. they also have facial pits, like right. arm pits, but face pits that sense heat, which is what you were talking about earlier. Um, they're sensitive pits on the side of their head, which make smaller animals visible to them, even in complete darkness. And the prey needs only to be slightly warmer than its surroundings for uh-huh. the snake to detect it. So I think that's what you were talking about earlier. They basically have night vision. Clever little fuckers. And one final fact about rattlesnakes. Um, another similarity to cats, which is that they have a Jacobson's organ or a vomeronasal organ, which is the in the roof of their mouth, which helps them detect taste smell substances in the air so if you've ever seen a cat like smell something and then have its mouth slightly open yeah and look kind of ridiculous that's the jacobson's organ dogs have those as well they do yeah you see them go oh just a little air taste yeah i'm like what the fuck are you doing it's because they're smelling with their mouth yep um you most commonly probably see it when cats like smell their butts and then they're like <laughs> and our response is, does that smell, buddy? Does that smell, Mr. Chips? Yeah, I bet it does. Tasting it as well. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Enough about snakes. Back to Kate. Sorry, I just thought that would be interesting to. Talk I'm going to be really about. disappointed if there's no snakes in this story now. No, we'll be prepared to be disappointed. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, how she earned her name. On October 28th, 19, oh, 1865, I put 1965. I don't think that's accurate. No. Uh, <laughs> let me double check that real quick. Do, do, do. Got to fact check myself. Da, da, 1925. So I got, okay, it's 1925, not 1965. Just had a okay. moment of dyslexia. Um, so still well before we were born. Mm. Uh, Kate set out with Ernie who was only three at the time, uh, on horseback towards a lake near their farm. The day prior, some hunters were out duck hunting. I guess it was duck season, and she and Ernie were hoping to get some, like, left-behind ducks. Uh, I assume live ones to keep as pets, because surely nothing horrible happened to those ducks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, it was for no, food. No, no. <clears throat> I think they are hoping to keep the to chickens just... company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the goats, I guess. Yeah. But uh, because she, you know, was poor, I suppose she was just hoping that maybe some of the hunters missed some ducks and they were going to go find some. Well, uh, instead of encountering ducks, she and Ernie encountered over a hundred migrating rattlesnakes. Oh, shit. Can you imagine That's what that would look like? Yeah. Christ. <laughs> I'd think the end of the world was coming. Yeah. And, you know, like turn around on your fucking horse yeah. with your baby and leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, one source says that she basically got off her horse to unlock a gate to pass through and uh, the noise caused a snake to appear and being the independent badass woman she is she takes her 22 rifle and shoots it because that's Damn. her response yeah. yeah and that noise prompted several more to come out of the bushes and underlying brush and she <laughs> is like, like did you well, shoot I gotta my dis- friend motherfucker yeah Pretty much. They're like, what's going on? Earl, no. Uh, (laughs) So she proceeds to dispatch those snakes as well. Mm -hmm. But what happens is more kept coming. And she eventually runs out of bullets because I suppose she probably doesn't have hundreds and hundreds of bullets on her. (laughs) Smart that she brought her gun. My first question was like, oh, you're going to get some dead ducks with your 
three-year-old and you need to bring a rifle okay but i guess he lived in like the wild frontier um you've got to be prepared for all situations you know yeah that's fair so she ran out of ammo and you know i guess what does kate do next but grab a sign supposedly legend has it that it said no hunting on it and she grabs the sign and starts just fucking bludgeoning these snakes to death just hitting the fuck out of them um for like trying to attack her or just chilling (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, I suppose. You. I suppose, depending on like the the size of the space where they're at, and she was at, if they were like literally in the heart mm. of it, you know, the snakes are probably going to go towards you rather than away. Like if you're yeah. coming across one and it hears you, it's going to skitter away. But I don't know. Yeah. So she continues to just hit these snakes and does so for two hours. It took her what? two hours, and. She later told a reporter, I fought them with a club not more than three feet long, whirling constantly for over two hours before I could kill my way out of them and get back to my faithful horse and Ernie, who were staring at me during my terrible battle not more than 60 feet away. <laughs> just like, what the fuck is this? Her horse doing? is just like chewing and her kid's just like picking his nose, watching her. <laughs> Mama, we there yet? Mom, are you okay? Can you stop playing with your snakes? Let's go. <laughs> Cartoons are on. I'm hungry. Are we there yet? Yeah. Uh, she also reportedly was concerned that the snakes would frighten her horse and like buck back or, you know, react and yeah. basically knock Ernie off. Mm. Who likes Into to chew snake pit. Exactly. Mm. Um, and so she was dividing her attention between basically beating the shit out of these snakes with this signpost and uh, watching her horse and son for the two hours. And I, m- my initial reaction was like, I mean, thank God she was a woman. She's used to multitasking. Yeah. So <laughs> um, eventually she kills enough snakes that she can make her way back to her horse and Ernie. And I decided to call the horse Rediger. Um, they were turned home. that. Yeah, there's no name for the horse. I didn't like that. <laughs> so Ernie, Kate, Rudiger make their way back to the farm. Duck. No ducks. Uh, no ducks. And a neighbor sees Kate, hands all blistered, face all burnt and swollen from the heat and the sun, and was like, girl, what the fuck have you been up to? Mm. And my guess is she recounts what happened, and that neighbor, probably a man, was like, eh, I don't believe you. And so she, she and the neighbor go back and proceed to collect all of the dead snake bodies bring them back, and hang them out to dry, which I guess, as you do. <laughs> Waste not, want not, I guess. Well, you could make some nice shoes and handbags, you yeah. know? Well, good, good comment there, because oh, yeah. after they hang them out to dry on a line, they count 140 snakes in total wow. uh, that she bludgeoned to death and shot. And the neighbor, being the gossip that he or she was, tells a ton of other people. And eventually the media catches wind and she gets interviewed and uh, becomes literally a global sensation. <laughs> wow. Like around the world. The news this, was she slow is at this time. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> slow news. But she was given the title of like world champion, snake, snake killer. killer. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, Basically, she just gets famous. And the next reasonable question is, is Kate, what are you going to do with all those snake bodies? And she says, I'm going to get what I want. And she proceeds to make, out of about 50 snake corpses, a dress, uh, which I'll show you a picture of. And, I mean, she's able to do all of this because, again, she's a skilled taxidermist. And probably because of being poor, you know, you don't waste shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. She knew how to cure animal skins. And she used 50 to make a flapper-style dress. Um, which she wore on several occasions and modeled pictures of. And then it was donated to a museum in Colorado. And this was her party dress. <laughs> she also made shoes and a belt and a neckband. She sold some skins for $2 a piece, the rattlers for a dollar. And she collected venom and sent it to scientists in California. Oh, so she's doing the yeah. God's work, really. Yeah. And she proceeds to just kind of be like, I guess I'm going to continue to do this with rattlesnakes because she continued to collect and milk and send venom, I'm guessing, for science. And she got tired of the milking, though, and started just sending them the heads, which really pissed them off because they're like, we don't want the heads. We want just the venom. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're ungrateful. Um, So she went on to live her life and lived until she was 75, dying on October 6, 1969. So well into you know, current day. (laughs) 
And she was buried with a tombstone identifying her as Rattlesnake Kate, which was what she asked for. Awesome. (laughs) What a legend. Just some final things about her. Uh, Per her family, she uh, would like to keep sick goats in her kitchen to keep them warm and nurse them back to health. Uh, She was a nurse again in World War II and supposedly had to jump out of a plane with a parachute and broke her hip. But that plane crashed and everyone else died. Oh, shit. But it also went on to say, like, no one knows if this is true for sure, because apparently she liked to add to her legend from time to time. (laughs) Uh, She also claimed to have received an offer from the Smithsonian Institute to buy the snake dress for $2,000. And I already mentioned that she continued to raise rattlesnakes and milk them for venom for science. And she, three weeks before her death, donated the dress to the Greeley Museum. Yeah, the Greeley Municipal Museum. And her son, Ernie, later donated more possessions following her death, including her gun. Mm. And that, my weird little snake friends, is the story of Rattlesnake Kate. Rattlesnake Kate. You want to see the dress? Well, well, yes, I do. Okay. So there's a picture of her modeling with their snakes. She looks to be wearing a dress, which was disappointing. (laughs) And then there's another picture of her wearing the snake dress, which is kind of fly. not going to lie. Gross, but fly. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I bet that was itchy. Yeah, it just looks gross. If you scroll down, you can see it in the museum. And it looks like there's like a little oh, yeah. like slip under it, but it just like it looks really gross. <laughs> Snake yeah, skin creeps does, me out. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously it's all like dried, like yep. like when they shed their skin, it's not just like leathery, it's like well, I suspect because she cured it, it probably wasn't as like translucent as just like when they molt, but mm. that, I imagine it feels similar. My dad used to have a pair of snakeskin boots. Oh, yeah? For what yeah, reason? Because he wanted just, to be a cowboy? or fancied them, I think, yeah. <laughs> they were pretty fucking gross. Yeah. If you, if you stroked them one way, it was all right. The other way, it was like all the scales were like, Hoo. it was horrible. Yeah. One other thing I want to share with you about her is a guy named Buxkin Bill, Buckskin Bill in Nebraska read about her and proceeded to like fall in love with her from a distance and write poems about her. Uh, and they had like a 40-year correspondence where they never met. Oh. So like I just want to say creeps be creeping <laughs> through the entire history of time. <laughs> So, sorry, so what was her her married name? It was Kate well, something Slaughterhouse. I think she was born Kate McHale, and mm. then she became Kate McHale Slaughterhouse. And then she got married later. Like, I think at one point her name was Kate Gurner. Um, but I don't have a list of all of her names. I think she's most known for or Slaughterback, not Slaughterhouse, which is the best which name considering. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so like Kate's track. Foretelling her future. Mm-hmm. Killing mm-hmm. thousands of snakes. Not thousands, hundreds of snakes. <laughs> Millions of snakes. Millions <laughs> of snakes were killed. She is the sole reason why rattlesnakes have gone extinct. I was going to say, she killed <laughs> all the rattlesnakes. Yep. Well, the main thing I'm taking from that is your new nickname is now Rattlesnake Cake. Perfect. Um, and I will hear no different from anyone. I've done nothing to earn such a title, but I think, if anything, it will now make me terrifying and legendary in my own right. Exactly. <laughs> People are going to wonder how many snakes you killed, and I'm going to say 500 in one sitting. Purely. Sit- while sitting. <laughs> while sitting. Uh, and just by looking at them. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have eyes of that can shoot daggers and i just tear like i they're so scared of me because of my notoriety that i like they die when they see me pretty much and because like you love cats so they can sense that and they think (laughs) the cats are coming so yep her name's also very close to cat kate cat it's you know (gasps) oh i've never called you cat as rattlesnake cat is gonna just confuse people, I think. But yeah, they're so okay. similar that it maybe that yeah. 
Why not? I call Chips my weird little snake because he's very long and a snaky boy. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's a snake. It's a snake. Uh. <laughs> I'm a snake snake. Um, I should probably cite my sources. ColoradoEncyclopedia.org, good old Wikipedia, KLIQ.com, GreeleyMuseums.com, GreeleyHistory.org, and TreeHugger.com, which is where I got all my facts about rattlesnakes. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a cracking website to me. Mm-hmm. All the orgs. Yep. Hmm. So, I believe it's pronounced Wackapedia, though. Oh, yeah. Wackapedia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very official. There we have it. Thank you for that uh, fascinating tale of Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. It's hard to say, actually. Bit of a tongue twister. Rattlesnake mm-hmm. Kate. Rattlesnake Rattle Kate. Kate. Rattlesnake Kate. Rattlesnake Kate. The rain <laughs> in Spain falls mainly on the plain. Rattlesnake Kate. Rattlesnack. Rattlesnack. Rattlesnackle cattle. <laughs> I can't do much coffee. <laughs> would you like to hear an Am I the Arsehole? You know I would, baby. Am I the Asshole? Okay. <clears throat> Prepare yourself for this shit show. I'm good. Am I the asshole for hitting my girlfriend when she told me that she's glad my sister died? Yep. Well, even that title, I had a range of reactions and emotions. Mm. (laughs) Obviously, trigger warning, abuse. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, I, 23 female, remember that, Mm -hmm. and my girlfriend, 28 female, I've been oh. together for around six to seven years. I'm just doing the math in my head and something yep. seems odd. Work that out quickly. Mm-hmm. Six to seven years, you say? So possibly 15, 16 years old when they started dating and this person was 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. So okay. A little, little bit groomy, but mm-hmm. just, you know, put mm-hmm. that in the back of your mind. Um, yep. Okay. Our relationship is very strong. And we are very close to each other. We tell each other basically everything. Now, my sister passed away on the 23rd of December. Me and my sister were also very close and we would constantly be hanging out and spending time together. But I would also spend time with my girlfriend, the same amount of time for each of them. (laughs) Okay. Weird, but okay. Um, When she died, I couldn't do anything. I was super depressed and only laid in bed. It took like, I took like two weeks off work and, um, didn't really take any time to spend with my girlfriend, which I regret deeply. My girlfriend called me lazy almost every day, making me even more unmotivated and depressed. When I finally started getting out of bed and doing things like work and doing chores, etc., my girlfriend still said that that wasn't enough. Then out of nowhere, she said, I'm glad she, my sister, died. You never spend any time with me, only her, and now you don't have an excuse not to spend time with me. I don't know what pushed her to say that. It was completely unrelated to what we were talking about before. So I slapped her and started yelling at her. She started crying and screaming and telling me that I was a terrible person for abusing her. And I do feel terrible because I should never have hit her. But what she said just made me so angry and I couldn't stop myself. She told me to get out of the house and go to my parents' house, even though I literally own the house we both live in and I pay the bills on it. And she doesn't. But... I did leave and I'm staying with my mom now. It hurts to be here because the room I'm staying in is next door to my sister's old room and I'm just reminded of her whenever I leave my room. My mom and dad said that I shouldn't have hit her but that it was reasonable for me to get upset over what she said. Her parents and her sister have all been texting me on Facebook and Instagram all day. I've blocked them but they just use other accounts or they tell me... Sorry or tell their other friends and family to message me. It's really stressing me out, and she made a Facebook post about me being an abuser and how I beat her up. Am I the asshole for hitting her? I don't know what to do in this situation now. I don't know if this means that we're broken up or what. Opinions, please. Oofed. <laughs> Ooh. Um, as someone who, like, I think is of the opinion that 
generally like physical violence is never the answer. In my line of work, I often have to talk about when things escalate and like what that means and kind of how it rises to the level and all of that. And Mm -hmm. I would say that this scenario, while not great, it's actually kind of bad. Like it, it, it's not, I'm not hearing like a domestic abuse dynamic. I'm hearing someone who is experiencing a lot of grief and loss and a partner who is um, not supportive Mm. and maybe some provocation there and the reaction was due to conflict and probably just made in really poor judgment and stuff. Um, And so I don't love, granted, I don't know anything else about the relationship, this other person's side. I don't love that this this, uh, person is being characterized as an abuser. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference between being an abuser versus like ex- like engaging in abusive behavior, right? Um, yeah. You know, on one occasion that we know about anyway. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that her parents are saying like you know you weren't it was wrong of you to hit her, um, but like that them kind of really extreme fighting words a little bit like that's it's a, like that's severe that's really bad what she said to her, mm. um, and. I think everything leading up to that too, calling her lazy, uh, really being unsupportive of her, the fact that she had this big loss in her life. And I think clearly having some insecurities and jealousy about that relationship, which probably was there before. Um, And the fact that this person apparently also owns the home and pays all the bills and yet is being called lazy when she needed some time to grieve, however that looked. Uh, suggest suggest to me a dynamic where uh, perhaps there is some the abusive person is maybe not the person who actually is slapped is what I'm wondering. Yeah. What are your Seems thoughts? Like the other person is uh, mentally abusing this poor person. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't think she's an abuser. I don't think hitting people is right, but I can see why she did because that was fucking out of order to say. Um, Really hurtful. Really really hurtful. hurtful. When one, she's grieving, it's clearly quite recent. And as you say, like, you know, being totally unsupportive while this person's grieving. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just seems like a really fucking unhealthy dynamic all round, especially considering the ages they got together as well yep. um it doesn't sound like a healthy relationship whatsoever also there's no coming back from this i don't think like it's interesting that the person who wrote it seems to also like maybe be in consideration of like trying to make it better and work it out mm. just because i don't know if we're broken up and i you know i don't know what to do which is concerning to me as well that they would be like, I would take it all back and be with this person still, despite the fact that this person said that. Yeah. Like she can never take back the fact that she said, she's glad your sister died. Like that's going to hang around the relationship forever. The fact that you slapped her is also happened now. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I don't think you're an arsehole because I think I probably would have slapped my girlfriend if they'd said that as well, to be honest with you. Or it's understandable. Friend. Doesn't mean it's right, but it's understandable. Mm. I would say, though, I will have to say that this person, like not knowing enough about the other person, them making that comment, who knows what they were going through. It could have been also made out of whatever they were experiencing or perceiving in a way that's like, because we all say stuff we don't mean to, right? Like we do yeah. that. Um and of course, it could have been conflict stirring and brewing and building. And so I will say, like, the information we have right now, that if we're going to give this person kind of a, not a pass, but kind of say it's understandable that you slapped her, then we have to maybe say, if we heard this person's side of the story, like, it's not good, right, great that you said that, but we say things we don't mean. And like, you prob- you have some, you have to take some accountability there. Mm-hmm. But instead, this person's getting her family and friends to basically kind of align with her perspective that she was 
been abused, posting things on Facebook, like really kind of also character assassination, which I think is indicative of um, trying to control the narrative. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Controlling the narrative, trying to paint themselves as the victim, um, you know, in the relationship, which is, I think, something we can see sometimes in coercively controlling dynamics and when there's power imbalances and stuff, which is kind of the feelings and vibes I'm getting here too. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate. Really good comment is, so let me get this straight. You were 16, 17, and she was 22, 23 when you started dating. And she berated you and insulted you for being depressed when your sister, with whom you were extremely close to, died. And you're the sole breadwinner and play all the bills, but she felt entitled to making you leave the home. She's told you that she's happy someone you cared and loved died because she thinks you could only spend time with her. There's definitely an abuser here and it is not you. Reactive abuse mm. is what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you're abused to the point that you react like this to your abuser. You need to kick her out and go no contact completely. You've been groomed and she's a parasite. <laughs> I can't say I disagree based on the information we have. Mm. All of those things are really good points that, I mean, <clears throat> reactive if we want to call it that or whatever. But I think just like people get pushed to their limits even when they're generally passive people who wouldn't ever do anything like that. I mean, it happens in mm-hmm. parenting when you're kind of at your wits end with your kid and people sometimes, you know, discipline their kids in anger because of that. And like those circumstances where it's like, well, it's not great, but like also it happens. Yeah. So, but I agree when you line it all up like that, those are some really concerning dynamics. Yeah. I'd get the fuck out if I were you, mate. Get her the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's posted a comment. She's dumped her. Oh, good. Yeah. She gave her 24 hours to pack her things. Get out. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah, I think not the asshole or if we're going to be fair, everyone sucks here because like that Mm -hmm. was a really bad reaction that probably you wouldn't have done even if in a different circumstance where you weren't pushed. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we'll have to call it call it like it is to be fair. But also, if if anything, you know, I'd also be willing to say you're not you're not an asshole. Yeah, I'm saying not the asshole. I would have done the same. I don't (laughs) care who knows it. (laughs) <laughs> there are just certain things I think where it's just fucked up to say, you know. I mean, there's a reason why like there's something called fighting words, provocation. You can you can provoke people and mm-hmm. with your words and uh, that can be you can be held accountable for that stuff. So, yep. Exactly. Well, she is the asshole. <laughs> On that note, Went fast today. Yeah, it did go fast, didn't it? I thought I was like rapid talking about my story too. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that. And I'm gonna call you Rattlesnake Kate. I'm gonna even change it on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I pick a good woman for you to talk about next because that may well end up being your nickname. brilliant well if anyone else has got a story that they'd like us to cover or a dilemma and want to know if they're the asshole or anything really yeah just email us at talk shit no it's not yeah it is talk shit to us at gmail.com or send us a dm on twitter insta literally anything talk um, which is T-S-Y-B pod. Um, get in touch. Give us a follow. Give us a like, a rating, a review. But make sure it's a good one, please. Because it does genuine, genuinely help spread the word and get people listening to the pod. So that would be muchly appreciated. Um, and we do really like the fact that you listen. Okay, that's my ramble over. Uh, and I'll just add, I... And you said, particularly if it's good, but frankly, like, why wouldn't it be good? We're awesome. This is an awesome podcast. And I don't know why you wouldn't say good things about us, to us and about us. Mm. Yes. Thank you. So. Facts. Facts, no cap. Mm -hmm. Say less.
Say less, motherfuckers. That's <laughs> good to see you. And you. Over and out. Till next week. Salutations and goodbye. Uh, yes. I don't know what I was doing there. My bad. <laughs> oh, oh, we just say. Ta-ta. Goodbye.